0: Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 58. On today's show, we're looking at how you can get your home in order quickly. Now that more and more people are getting vaccinated and things are starting to open up, it's just a matter of time before we're having people over to our homes again. If you need help getting your home out of the COVID fatigue slump, then stay tuned for five steps to get your home under control, like yesterday. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the creator of LittleGreenBow.com and the host of this podcast, The Wannabe Minimalist Show. If you're new to the show, then welcome. This show is all about decluttering, organizing, simple living, and what I consider minimalism. And minimalism, for my family, is about living with a mindset for being intentional. Intentional about how we live and what we bring into our lives. It is not about deprivation. It is not about depriving ourselves of the things that make us happy or that make life easier for us. If holding on to stuff from when you were a kid makes you truly, truly happy, then keep it. But if you're holding on to things because you feel guilty letting go and they're holding you back from the life that you actually deep down want to be living, well, then it's time for you to say goodbye to those things, and that's what this show is all about. Today, we are going to be talking about getting our homes back in order, or in order for the first time. No judgment. But I, like a lot of people, have not been hosting guests or visitors to my home in over a year. And while we're not quite ready to host big parties, the fact that more and more people are getting the vaccine means that small get-togethers and playdates may actually be on my calendar sooner than I think. And that means it's time to deal with the clutter blindness so many of us have found ourselves suffering from recently. I'm not the only one, am I? But before we dive in, I want to remind you that you can find all of the show notes for today and links to anything I mention at littlegreenbow.com slash 58. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 58. There you will also find my latest free resource, the Tidy Home and Vibrant Life Starter Guide. It's a simple but super helpful guide that will show you four easy steps you can take to create a home and life where you and your family thrive. It's completely free and my way of helping you on your journey to creating more meaning in your life without suffocating under your stuff. And with that, let's look at the best ways I've found to get your home in shape as quickly as possible. The first thing you need to do is survey the damage. Humans have the amazing capacity to adapt to our surroundings, but that also means that we can overlook things that need to be dealt with. When this affects the stuff in your home, it's called clutter blindness. Now, clutter blindness is defined as, and I quote, a person's inability to see his clutter in front of him the person may perceive that there is a pile of newspapers dishes or other items collecting in an area but their mind minimizes or just ignores the mess in extreme hoarders levels four and up this mental quote blindness is progressive until the issue is brought to light and then they're overwhelmed by the mess and unable to do anything about it end quote Okay, so this is obviously a big problem for people classified as hoarders, but I believe that we all can suffer from this issue at busy or generally disrupted times in our lives. And this last year can definitely qualify as a time of general, or should I say, extreme disruption. And while this does affect hoarders, for the purpose of this episode, I'll be discussing the lighter levels of clutter blindness. Which is basically that you've gotten too comfortable or used to your surroundings so you no longer see or care much about the clutter building up in your home. When this is the case, we simply need a refresh. This is the state where I currently find my own home. We've rearranged furniture a few times to accommodate our new working and schooling conditions, which means that we've had to add areas for desks and office storage that we did not need in the past. We've held on to things just in case we needed them, because for a while it was difficult to shop, things were sold out, or we didn't want to go out and buy anything. Money was tighter a year ago because some of my husband's freelance work gigs disappeared overnight. And we got really good at upcycling and reusing things that normally would have been recycled or tossed because... We were trying to be creative with what we had available, without buying a bunch of stuff on Amazon, and honestly, we were just looking for things to do. All of this contributed to what I'm calling a home suffering from a state of pandemic comfort, or trying to make things fun, relaxing, and as stress-free as possible while not leaving the home much. Perhaps you find yourself in a similar situation. If so, the first thing you need to do is take an honest look around your home. How would you feel if someone dropped in right now for a visit? It's okay if you're feeling a little panicky. That's what today's show is going to help with. So how do we take stock and survey the damage? Well, my favorite way to do this is to step outside. I know, we're talking about inside our homes, but trust me, I want you to just go outside so that you can clear your mind for a moment. Even walk around the block, clear your head, Really just give yourself a space, a barrier, a separation from inside. And I want you to visualize what you want your home to look and feel like. And it's important to think about this for all the different parties that use your home. Now that means yourself, your partner, your kids, your friends, your family, your guests, anybody that comes into your home. How do you want them to feel when they're there? Then walk back into your home and measure how far off you feel you are from your vision. Go to each room and think about what you would like to fix, change, or clean up. I want you to be kind, but I want you to be super honest. We cannot fix it if we're not willing to see it or change it. So that's the first thing to do. You've got to survey the damage. The second thing to do is to map it out. Now that you have a clearer picture of what your home looks like, it's time to map out a plan. Now this can be as simple as making a list of things you want to change, or as complex as creating a design plan. For the purposes of making the biggest impact as quickly as possible, I want us to stick with the simpler side on that spectrum and just start by making a list. Again, I like to do this for each room so that I can tackle things in an organized fashion. I have learned over the years that I tend to take on a lot of different projects. I'm still a work in progress on that, and I still have to remind myself on a very regular basis because I have a hard time following through. When I start a bunch of different things, it's really hard for me to finish just one. So I actually did a podcast episode on this titled The Seven Secrets to Finish What You Start. So if that's something that you struggle with too, I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can listen to that episode when you are finished with this one. But one of the best ways to follow through is to tackle one thing at a time. So go room by room, create your list, look to see if there are clutter magnets or areas where things are just piling up, or if there are things that are out of place. Perhaps your living room has become overrun with blankets and they need a better way to be organized. It doesn't really matter. What we're looking for are things that don't fit with the vision of your space that you created in the first step. Now the trick is to jot it all down. This is not a time to make excuses or rationalizations. This is the time to set your emotions aside and look with clear eyes. Put it all on the list, no matter how big or how small. You can always come back and edit your list or make adjustments when you start doing the work. The next part of mapping things out is to create a schedule for when you will work on decluttering or straightening things up. It is so easy to say that things need to get done, but if we do not plan for when these things will get done, we will never actually see progress. So again, we have to know when we're going to do these things. So look at your calendar and plan out some time to get your home under control. Block out 15-minute chunks of time or set aside an entire weekend day to get stuff in order. It will depend on your lifestyle, your schedule, and your current commitments, so do what works best for you. Just make sure you get it on the calendar. So that's the second thing you have to do is map it out. The third step in getting your home in order quickly is to start big. We're focusing on impact in this step so that we can make the biggest difference as quickly as possible. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where earn in comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than three and a half million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind—it's priceless—and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. So think about the different rooms in your home and start with the one that will make the biggest impact. From experience, this will probably be the entryway or the kitchen, as these are the rooms seen first or used the most when you have people over. My recommendation is to put rooms in order of impact and then work through them in that order, but it will depend on your focus from this exercise. So if you are not planning to have people over and this is just for the people living under your roof, well, then start with the areas that will have the most positive emotional impact on your family. With my daughter's birthday around the corner, we've been working in her room and it's taken priority because it's one way we're helping her celebrate getting another year older. This has meant that my living room project, which is also our entry, which we started on Mother's Day, has taken longer than anticipated, but it's all about our current priorities then once you have your rooms prioritized, it's time to order the list of things to do in each of those rooms by the things that will make the biggest impact. Can I be honest here? The thing that will make the biggest impact is probably just a good tidying up and decluttering session. Now for those of you groaning, don't turn me off just yet. I know you've heard this advice, not just from me, but from lots of different sources. But I do want to ask you, have you tried it? When was the last time you really decluttered and focused on your home and clearing stuff out? If it's been a while or you need some help, I actually just started a new decluttering challenge in my group called the Snowball or Avalanche Challenge. You declutter a different amount of items each day and we would absolutely love to have you join us so we can cheer you on. There has been a lot of activity already and I think we're only on the second day by the time this airs. You can follow along on Instagram by checking out my profile, which is little.green.bo, or come over to the conversation um, in my private group on Facebook. We're the wannabe minimalist family over there, and I will leave a link in the show notes, or you can just search for us and find us. By the time you hear this, like I said, I think we're on day two, but don't let that stop you. Dive in and clear the clutter. If you start with the snowball method, you'll only have three things to declutter. If you start with the avalanche method, you'll have about 59 i think well that's not about you'll have 59 if it's day two um but i think i probably decluttered that on day one so you can do it come on over dive in make the commitment and start getting the stuff out of your home okay so hopefully i convinced you but if you want other ideas and not just decluttering the next thing you should try to do is get rid of something big okay i guess that is kind of decluttering but it's not all that little stuff is there a big piece of furniture that you're not using Or maybe you're using it as a laundry rack. That happens a lot. That, you know, could that piece be donated, sold, or relocated? Are there items that were moved to a space to make this last year more manageable, but maybe now they can be returned to their original homes? Or maybe the layout just needs a refresh. Can you move things around for a better flow or a visual impact? We actually did this with my workspace in our small great room. I swapped it with our love seat, which was kind of our reading area and like a little cozy nook. And it was nice because I could tuck my office supplies away now and I can hide them in a shelving unit just because the way the room is laid out, it's not the thing you see when you first walk into the space. It wasn't a big project, but it has had a big impact. And so dealing with these bigger pieces or changes will make that biggest impact in the shortest amount of time. So it's best to start with these and then work down. We're going for efficiency and speed with our tips today. Remember, I promise to help you get your home in order quickly, and that's why we're focusing on this. So that was the third thing, start big. The fourth thing, though, is to corral the little things. So just like those big things will make a big impact, the little things can get out of control and add to that feeling of chaos. I'm not talking about one piece of paper or a stray toy, although those things are really easy to deal with. So if that's a problem for you, what are you waiting for? Just go put them away. But what I'm talking about are the piles of little stuff. Now, this is generally the entry table covered with stuff from the last few weeks or the pile of mail that has yet to be dealt with. Maybe it's a stack of things that need to be returned to the store or to the library. Maybe you have items you've decluttered that have not made the final trip out of your home. Don't worry, I'm raising my hand over here. That's totally me. But for these things, it's time to complete their journey and to process them. Take 15 to 30 minutes to clean off the flat surfaces in the room that you're concentrating on. Put the items to be returned or donated in your car and put a calendar reminder on your phone so that you don't forget to make an extra stop or two this week. These piles and stacks of little things, they add up and you just need a little bit of concentrated focus to deal with them. And so now what do we do with all the stuff that's left? Well, the purpose of this episode, like I said, is to help you make progress quickly. It is not about setting up the perfect system or color coding the items in your home. We can work on that later. Today is about getting your home in order quickly after a year of not hosting company and just letting it get out of general control. So with this purpose in mind, we need some emergency efforts. And now what I'm about to say is not the best advice if you want to have the perfectly organized home, but sometimes we just need to function and get the small wins so that we can increase our confidence, take back that control and revisit the quote unquote more perfect solutions when we are in a better place. If that sounds like you and you really just need to get your place cleaned up as quickly as possible, then listen up. My advice is to pack up the stuff you don't use regularly and put it somewhere else. Eek. I feel like the minimalist and decluttering police are going to be knocking on my door for giving this advice. But I live in the real world, and sometimes the real world needs imperfect options. Now, this creates another set of problems, but it does help your home feel more in control for the time being. On the positive side, your home may be a lot closer to the vision you created in step one. If this is the case, just having this taste for what life is like without all your stuff and clutter is often enough for you to be able to let that extra stuff go without much trouble. Sometimes we just need to be able to see what it's like with our own eyes and in our own space to know that it's possible to live well with less. But on the other side, there are real issues with dealing with our stuff this way. In fact, this is probably how you've dealt with a lot of your stuff in the past. It's how a lot of people deal with things they don't want to face, and why over 30% of people cannot use their garages to park their vehicles in the US. So instead of moving forward how we always have, how do we make a plan for dealing with these negative effects? The hard truth is that you need to face your stuff at some point. It will not magically disappear just because it's in a box and you can no longer see it. The best way to do that is to block off time in your schedule regularly to go through all of the stuff you've boxed up and set aside. Start with the latest stuff you boxed up and work through your stored stuff from the most recent to the oldest, if possible. Of course, if it's not, just go through one box at a time. Now, one of my favorite times for going through stuff is right after my daughter goes to bed. Now, it's not because I have a lot of energy at that time. It's just a really good time that works for me, and I can make it a habit, and I can stick with it. So, yes, you will be tired, and it will be tough the first few times. But once you get the hang of it, it goes quickly, and you can fully relax for the rest of the night. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I know there are a million things to do... I, you know, and I don't have a plan for tackling them, it's super hard for me to relax. So this method works well for solving that problem. For instance, every night after the kids go to bed, spend 15 minutes decluttering a box and tossing the items you no longer need. When the timer goes off, you're done. Shut the box and enjoy the rest of your night guilt-free because you know you'll be dealing with the rest of the stuff in that box tomorrow, same time, same place. That will help you deal with all of that little stuff that piles up and adds up over time, and that is step four. And that brings me to the last step. The fifth and final thing to do in order to get your home in order quickly is to scrub and clean. Now that you've dealt with your stuff, it's time to deal with the dust. I've done a decent job keeping up with the cleaning in our home, shockingly, because we either deal with it as we go, like in the kitchen because we're cooking and eating from home three times a day, or because I stick with a weekly schedule, and that has worked amazingly well for us. But if cleaning has moved to the back burner for you, now is the time to get out those scrub brushes and go to town. If time is of the essence, here's what I recommend. One, always work from top to bottom so the dust and dirt falls to the floor thanks to gravity. Two, work your laundry into your cleaning schedule and set a timer. It doesn't take much hands-on work to do laundry, but you need to stay on top of changing out the loads so that you don't, you know, miss that and, you know, waste hours doing it. Because if you have a lot to catch up on, you need to be efficient. Three, hit the high traffic areas first. So do the guest bathroom, the kitchen, the entryway. Basically go around your home and clean where your guests will see. Four, use a cleaning wipe to wipe down all the surfaces that will not get hit with that scrub brush. I want you to think light switches, door handles, anything like that that could have gotten grubby over this last year, but you're not going to spend time scrubbing it so it's not your kitchen counter and things like that.
2: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above,
0: And then number five, I want you to wipe down all flat surfaces. And six, I want you to dust from top to bottom. And then seven, finally, vacuum. Those are going to be the steps that will get your home quick, you know, cleaned in the quickest amount of time. Now, if you have more time, then I want you to go through the rest of your home and clean the bathrooms and the rooms that the guests will not see as well. And then remember, as your clothes come out of the dryer, make it a point to fold them and put them away. Now, if you have lots of clothes being done at once, then at the very least, fold the items and put them on the bed for whoever they belong to. So if I have a day where I have to catch up on my laundry and I have lots to do, as they come out, I will fold them and then I will put them in piles. I'll put t-shirts in a pile, I'll put dresses in a pile, I'll put shorts in a pile, I'll put pants in a pile, I'll put my socks in a pile. And I do that for everybody's bed in the house, Um, So that when the next load comes out, I put the t-shirts on top of t-shirts, dresses on top of dresses, shorts on top of shorts, pants on top of pants, socks on top of socks, as it goes down and down and down. So then at the end of the day, I only have one pile of each of those types of clothes to put away for everybody. So that's it. Once all those loads are done, you can put everything away nicely and you don't have to put t-shirts away four times, put dresses away four times, things like that. So yeah, that's how I handle a big makeup day of laundry if we haven't stayed on top of it because maybe we've been out of town or we've had a lot of things going on. That does happen. So that was number five. That's your fifth and final thing to get your home in order is to scrub and clean. And before we go, I do want to leave you with a bonus tip, and that is to make a plan for going forward. So congratulations, you've gotten your home in order, and honestly, I am so proud of you. But now I want us to make sure that it doesn't get to this place again. So in order to keep your home neat and tidy, you need to develop systems to keep your stuff under control. You need to make it a part of your daily routine so that you pick up at the end of the day. And I highly recommend doing this as a family, and we do ours after dinner, but before we get dessert or we get to sit down and play a game or watch TV together because it gives us a you know, prize, a reward at the end of it when we just spend those five, 10 minutes together going around the house real quick and just tidying up. And also, I want you to create a routine that you can keep up with so that you can keep up with that cleaning on a regular basis. I really like a daily quick clean or a weekly schedule so that my weekends can be free for the fun stuff that we like to do around San Diego instead of being stuck cleaning for half the day. But you've got to do what works for you. You know your schedule, you know the time you have, you know how you like to work, so just do what works best for you. And if you need help with creating systems, I recommend getting my Home Systems Power Pack It's a digital library. It's jam-packed with helpful tools and resources for clearing out the clutter, organizing your space, and simplifying your daily activities at home. All of those things that you need to do to maintain a clean and tidy home. Now, the Home Systems Power Pack includes my most popular systems for getting your home in order. It has Simply a Better Year, which is a calendar filled with daily inspirations to help you declutter, organize, and enjoy the little luxuries of everyday life. They only take minutes a day, and you can get through your whole home in a year. Year. it includes the paper and toy clutter rescue guides so that you can tackle your tough clutter it has the minimalism starter kit for families which is one of my favorite resources to get your family on board with less stuff and it has a french inspired capsule wardrobe which shows you how to create over 72 outfits with only get this 12 wardrobe staples It also includes our two extremely popular challenges, seven days to break the clutter cycle designed to help you see clutter differently and the closet detox in a weekend, giving you the power to clean out your closet, find your personal style, and create a capsule module wardrobe in one weekend. And you will also get access to dozens of additional printables for managing your time, getting your kids involved, and making your home a place you love to be. I'll leave a link for the Home Systems Power Pack in the show notes so you can grab it if you're interested in taking your efforts to the next level. And don't forget, I'm also hosting that free decluttering challenge right now. I'm calling it the Snowball or Avalanche Declutter Challenge, and it's on my Instagram feed. So if you wanna follow along there, I'm little.green.bo. Or you can join my private wannabe minimalist group on Facebook because we're having a lot of discussion and sharing what we're decluttering every day over there. We just started on June 1st, so come on over and join in. We would absolutely love to have you and encourage you on your journey. So that was a look at how to get your home in order quickly because let's be honest, it has been a crazy year and it is time for a refresh. So to recap, those steps are one, survey the damage, two, map it out and create a plan, three, start with the big stuff to make the most impact, four, corral the little things, five, scrub and clean, and six, that bonus tip is to create a plan to keep things tidy going forward. Now, I really hope you liked today's episode, and if you'd like to continue the conversation, please, please, please come on over and share in the Wannabe Minimalist community on Facebook. The group is completely free, and we're having a lot of fun getting to know other like-minded people. So please come over, introduce yourself, share your thoughts, and let us know if there's something that we can help you with. I'd love to hear if today's episode was helpful, and if you have a plan for moving forward through the clutter-blindness fog. Now come tell me about it or ask any questions that you might have in our wannabe minimalist community. Plus, let me know if you're joining our snowball or avalanche declutter challenge so that I can cheer you on for that as well. I am super excited to hear from you and to offer encouragement on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and a vibrant life that you and your family deserve. And don't forget, if you'd like to get your free copy of the Tidy Home and Vibrant Life Starter Guide, you can grab it and all of the show notes for today's episode, including the Home Systems Power Pack at littlegreenbow.com slash 58. Once again, you can get the show notes for today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 58. And that just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate that you do choose to spend some of your time with me and I hope that the information I provide is helpful. If you enjoyed today's episode and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, and also leave a review so more people can find us and discover the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle for themselves. And if you have anything you would love for me to cover and discuss, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Let me know how else I can serve you and the topics that you find most helpful, or if there's something you want me to address and you want me to talk about. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories one more time. I'm little.green.bow over there. Please do not forget the dots. Or you can email me at deanna at littlegreenbow.com. Cheers. I'll see you next week.
4: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.